All right, so we're live. All right, welcome or welcome back, everybody, to the Football Card Quest, part of the NoOffseason.com Sports Card Network. We are 100% dedicated to football card research and selling tips, and we have a very special live stream for you guys tonight. Now, a lot of you may or may not know, I'm going to take you down a trip uh, down memory lane here for a second, all right? The year was 1996 when I met this man right here. Uh, at Adams Middle School at summer camp at the ping pong tables. And we quickly became good friends and, and uh, ping pong competitors. We were we were uh, rivals. Um, and uh, so we got into sports cards together back in the late 90s. And, and we grew up together, very good friends, even played football for a very small stint <laughs> there in, uh, in between middle school and high school. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, you know, so... We uh, so we we played Pokemon cards. We we collected, uh, we traded football cards, basketball, baseball. Don't really think we touched hockey much. We'll talk about maybe some of that a little bit later on too. But um, fast forward to the to uh, 2020. I, I think we're allowed to say COVID at this point. Hopefully, it doesn't get me demonetized. But uh, COVID kind of happened, and uh, there was another big blockbuster piece of news that came out about football. At the same time, and that was Tom Brady signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Brad and I are both lifelong fans, very close in age uh, of the Buccaneers. And, you know, this we were texting back and forth. And Brad was like, also, check out this video from Gary V on the Rich Eisen show talking about sports cards. And I was like, whoa, man, that's huge because Rich Eisen was huge. And I was consuming a ton of fantasy football podcasts every week, NFL podcasts, watching every game, studying uh, all the analytics around the players in a ton of different fantasy football leagues. And and Brad was like, look, check out this Chris Godwin card. I'm like, what? That's a, that's a sports card of today. It was like a rookie patch auto. This was, it was really sick. And he's like, yeah, I didn't. And so he was, he was telling me all about the, the, the modern hobby. And um, so you know, that's when I started getting very interested around April of 2020. Um, and he started a YouTube channel called the Comeback Card Investor. Uh, and I was like, man, uh, you, you seem to be having a lot of fun. Your channel was was growing right out of the gate. And I was like, man, I could take all this fantasy football knowledge I have and all this time I spend on fantasy football and I could apply it to football cards. And there was no other channel like that on YouTube. And I felt like there was a big hole I could fill. And, and I also felt like I would have a lot of fun doing it. Um, and so it didn't was it didn't come naturally to me at first. Uh, but I think that I've kind of grown into it and and I've had a ton of fun. And and so fast forward to today, and uh, you know, it's just continued to grow and this is continue what we what we do. But man, it was all thanks to you in the beginning, Brad. And I know you ha it's been a little bit over a year since you put out a, a YouTube video on the Comeback Card Investor. So welcome back to the Hobby Airways, my friend. Wow, what an intro, uh, a.k.a. life story of both of us. Uh, for one, dude, it's so cool to see you guys in the comments section because it's literally been about 13 months or so since I've seen some of your handles and some of your pictures and names. So just want to shout out some of you guys. I know Ziggy, I saw earlier here uh kamikaze sports cards i remember him mark speltz mike c brett s uh yeah man so cool to see you guys michael stone of course who's part of the card life community uh improving the world haven't ha uh i think you have 
got to have had a different username back then, but the, <laughs> the picture looks familiar. Card Vibe, TJ, of course, uh, MW, great to see you guys, man. It's been a while. And one thing I would adjust about your story is I remember I didn't like you at first. I don't know why. I think we kind of didn't like each other for some reason when we were 10 we were rivals, 12. man. You were you were very competitive. Uh, those little details I, I left out, but you were very competitive. I was very competitive. And uh, we both happened to enjoy playing ping pong, but it was, you know, we were very competitive against each other. So there was definitely competition in that. There was competition in, in Pokemon cards. There was competition mm. in sports cards. But, I mean, it was, it was fun. But at that age, we didn't really know how to, to uh, you know, it was it was very competitive. Let's just say it was raw competition. And I was a lot more judgmental back then. So I was also like prejudging you a lot. Mark, uh, the, start the timer. I got my giant green smoothie here I'll be sipping on. So, uh, you know, we'll take bets as to when I'll have to run to the restroom. But yeah, man, it, it's been quite a journey. And I remember playing Pokemon with you and just dominating these like eight-year-olds when we were 12. It was like one of those... Uh, unfair advantages where we go to the comic book store and they would hold tournaments and we were the oldest kids playing Pokemon. We were probably 12 years old and we're playing against these nine and 10 year olds and we'd win all these store credits to a comic book store because we would win, except I remember having all this store credit and the, the shop closed down before I even used half of it. So it was kind of disappointing there, but uh, yeah, those Friday night competitions, man. So that, you know, that, that competition has, has lived on to today. Uh, and so my first question for you tonight, Brad, in, in this interview, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a cross interview because I know there's some questions you want to ask me a little bit later on. And there's also a huge announcement that we have to make tonight. Uh, so definitely, guys, make sure you, that you stay tuned towards the end of this video. But my first question for you, Brad, is uh, I know in, in around, I think it was, February, March of 2021, you bought some Russell Wilson uh, Prism rookie cards. Uh, my question for you is, do you still own those cards or did you sell them? Uh, man, you know, one thing that I was very stubborn on, and it wasn't Russell Wilson, it was more just overall. It was like the market will pick back up. The, the, you know, the, you know, I'm pretty sure all the, the Prism PSA 10s are graded already, so the pop counts won't go up. Russell Wilson is proven. He still has plenty of years left, and he might, but, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I still have those. And, yeah, they're just a, in a stack collecting dust. I don't even want to look at them. I'm looking more at my Lamar Jackson uh, select. I forgot if it was, like, select uh which ones they were but psa 10s i mean i paid 800 a piece which was a good price back then that now they're probably worth 450 500 but at least lamar has a chance and then i have a couple uh patrick mahomes psa 8s which psa 8s were like a grand back then and i was like well it's patrick mahomes he did win another super bowl since buying it but again it's one of those okay you better become the greatest of all time or just fall short of tom brady for those cards to go back up but it it's a shame that the prices went so far down right afterwards but it's cool that they're a lot lower now for everyone else because it kind of sucked only having base psa 10s uh prisms because the prices were so elevated back then so at least for the sake of the hobby for the sake of kids and everyone else it's it's pretty cool that people can own better cards even if it's at my uh demise 
Yeah, yeah, supply and demand at its finest, man. And uh, it's it's amazing how the hobby really has evolved and has achieved a new normal. I mean, we were looking at the uh, the grading reports earlier today, and, and grading last year was actually up twenty two percent over twenty twenty two numbers. So so grading has has grown quite a bit. You also had record numbers at the national uh, sports collector convention this past year. And um, uh, side side note, I think improving the world is Raleigh Al, if I remember correctly. Oh, is that to be? He was an imp- He's an improv whiz. So I'm just guessing. Uh, oh it, yeah, and and I was like improving the world. Well, r- r- and I remember I remember distinctly when he was Raleigh Al. I was on live with Dustin, and he's like Raleigh AI, and I'm like Dustin, it's. Al, <laughs> like, like, why is AI more uh, common than Al? But anyway, classic Dustin line. Dustin. Yeah, uh, classic Dustin line. Uh, so, so yeah, you hit the nail on the head with the Lamar Jackson man. And uh, do you? So, so along the lines of 2018 draft class, do you own any Baker Mayfield card? Can we talk about Baker for a second? All right, I, I've always said this about Baker. Not as a player, but the name bothers me. He sounds like an early American settler, right? Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like Baker Mayfield. It just sounds like, you know, he's back in 1746 chopping wood and, you know, meeting up with, uh, I don't know, Thomas Jefferson and, and John Adams and constructing the Constitution. The name always irked me because it was just like, it sounds too early settler American. But, you know, when I was watching Stephen A. Smith talk about the Eagles and the Bucks. It looked like he's actually giving the edge to the Bucks, which is surprising just because, you know, we don't know what to expect with the Bucks. But fortunately, Philly is looking so bad right now, or at least so unpredictable that, uh, you know, we might actually win. But overall, coming from the Tom Brady era, having Gronk, having Tom Brady, winning the Super Bowl once, going down to Baker Mayfield, who's just like a regular up and down quarterback. It's been a good season overall. You know, the expectations were low, and so it's been pretty good. But I, it's really cool to see um, more of you guys. Michael Ham, some of you guys, rate, uh, 508, Rage 508 uh, in the chat as well. And yeah. uh, I'm surprised you haven't asked about Hinge because apparently people remember me more for uh, the Hinge uh, dates I was going on and, and that journey than anything else. Were those the girls that you made go to card shows with you? Uh, I didn't make them. They uh, <laughs> make yeah. them. Okay. So that was part of the hinge requirements. He said, uh, yeah. m- must be interested in attending a card show. Yeah. And I mean, I think they like the validation of every man looking at them and uh, thinking they're the most beautiful woman in the world. But I will say this still on hinge. Uh, there's a nice new batch now that it's the new year. A lot of people moved to LA, started the year. Nice new batch. But there's a newer dating app that I was lucky to get on that's invite only that has all these uh, smoking hot girls on there uh, with horrible personalities and they're gold diggers. But still, they're really pretty to look at. And it's called Blush. And I think it's only in L.A., New York, maybe Miami. But uh, very fortunate to get on that. Uh, M.W. Found, apparently found his wife on Hinge. Wow. Congratulations, <laughs> M.W., man. I, I hope I uh, wish you all the the success there in that marriage, man. That's awesome. Hey, man. Hey, it's a good way to meet girls while you know dropping a deuce. You know how else are you gonna do it? Uh, well, you could just go out and meet people. I mean, that's like kind of 
takes Just too much time, man. Time is money. I got to make up that money from those uh, from those Russell Wilson cards. So I, I can't uh, spend too much time doing that. Yeah, well, you, you pro- and you probably want to get those Lamar Jackson cards listed. I've got a so so I've got a Baker Mayfield orange prism rookie ticket auto uh, that I bought for like sixty dollars. It's serial numbered out of fifty. It, it was orange. I, I couldn't resist that. I bought it for sixty dollars, man. Back in the middle of the season. I mean, my expectations were low, but I'm like, I got to show the guy some faith. You know, he's out there. He's scrappy. It was like mm. after that Minnesota game where he's stiff arming guys just to get the first down so he can get a win. I mean, this guy fights for every yard that that he earns and it's not always pretty but man he, he's had a really good season he's actually uh finished as the qb 12 overall uh so he's been pretty productive as well i mean connecting with big mike you saw chris godwin there unlocked for a few weeks so it's it's been some exciting football ed rashad white come alive and this is all with a uh, a ragtag offensive line man that horrible, has been horrible. decimated um, and so my expectations coming into the season were very low. And now I'm like, I can hope we can retain Baker and Dave Canales, man, the guy who came over um, from the Seattle Seahawks as Geno Smith's quarterback coach came in and, and uh, was our offensive coordinator this year. I think he did a really good job. You know, there's a lot of head coaching vacancies, but I'm hoping that he could stay with us because we all know Todd Bowles does not call an offense, you know. Yeah, I will say this, though. That offensive line is rough, and the running game has been horrible because of it. So Baker's actually done quite a good job, and he doesn't have a solid tight end. Like, there's some – they were average, right? They're what, they're average tight ends? But we had Gronk and Tom Brady, who not only are great independently, they're even better together with a better offensive line. So, I mean, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. We had our window. If the Bucks win, uh, you know – win um, on monday that'd be great i don't expect them to go further but look you know there's what 32 teams in the league so it'd be one super bowl every 32 years if it was evenly distributed and we had one in 2002 we had one in uh two uh 2020 and it's like i, I can wait another five ten years before getting that itch so it's all good yeah, yeah, we're very fortunate to have the the two rings that we do, especially both in, in our prime. You know, I can still remember when we won the Super Bowl in, in 2002 and you literally gave me a piggyback ride like on your back around Papa John's. We were going crazy. There was some guy streaking naked with a Buccaneers flag down Lineball Avenue. And it was just gridlock traffic to the stadium where we all went in for the uh, when they brought the trophy back. Oh man, that was so so electric, dude. There's nothing like that. So I, you know, I I I want to see teams like the Detroit Lions get there this year because mm-hmm. that would just be. I mean, can you imagine Barry? Sa- I bet you Barry Sanders is going to go streaking through Detroit <laughs> if that if that were, were to happen. You, th- you think he still got it? You think he can zigzag through the traffic, avoid cops? I, I bet he Break can, man. I bet he can. <laughs> he retired oh, man, early. <laughs> So, okay, lots of comments here about the smoothie. I have this every single day. Uh, banana, ginger, pea protein, rice protein, collagen, uh, lemon, creatine, ice. Uh, there's like seven other ingredients, but this is what keeps me so young. Or or maybe it's the filter on StreamYard, but yeah, there you go. And great to see you, Shelly. Great to see all you guys, man. It's been so long. And, and it's great to see people making fun of Dustin even without me having to do so. So that's always uh a pleasant surprise but in terms of the lions 
I think it's like I, I was kind of rooting for Jacksonville as well because there's certain teams where it's like, man, it just sucks to be a fan of that franchise. It's just notoriously rough. And you have Cleveland, you have Cincinnati, you have Detroit, you have certain teams in certain cities where it's just like, and it sounds like it just sucks to live there in a way as well, where it's like, man, that's just cold weather. It's very tough of an environment and your football team sucks. Like that, That's just adding insult to injury. Yeah, yeah, no, it really is. So I, I, I have a question here uh, from one of our loyal subscribers, um, Scatter23. He wants to know, who do you PC, Brad? Do you still have a personal collection stashed away there? I, some of my favorite cards are those Kobe uh, Crusade cards. What was that 2012? Uh, the, the And I liked it because I discovered that for myself, and then it blew up. I don't know if that was my influence on YouTube back then, but it's the Kobe uh, Panini Crusade. Uh, I, I probably have one uh, nearby, but here. Uh. Okay. Not it at all, but these are the only two cards within my reach. But what I always liked, especially at the end, is the celebrity cards. And so even this Joe Rogan one, which I know it blurs, but you see here, the Joe Rogan interview one. I like that, man, because I like Joe Rogan as a personality, as a podcaster, as a commentator. And so I, I want more of this. I'm hoping Fanatics really does a lot more of this stuff. And the bigger these podcasters get and these YouTubers, and you, you think of like Mr. Beast, you think of certain guys where you go, well, I've watched so many hours of Mr. Beast or of listen to Rogan or whatever. I would actually prefer a card of one of these people because they've just been in my ears or I've been looking at them for so long. And then this one, this was the, one of the first uh, cards I got and it was so cheap, but it brings me a lot of joy every time I see it is home improvement. So it's, it's blurry. You see there, Tim and Al home improvement card. And there was like a pack or, you know, like a whole thing of them for five bucks. But visually, it's cool because Home Improvement was one of my favorite shows back in the 90s. So I think for me, uh, it's like Rob Gronkowski, Buccaneer cards, Tom Brady, Buccaneer cards. They have to be in the Bucks jerseys. And then besides that, just my favorite shows, favorite celebrities. And I'm still hoping that um, Fanatics really opens the door to more of those uh, celebrity cards and just non athlete cards which is the better case it downtowns or kabooms um i i think i like downtown i really like downtown we could even add in color blast in there now seeing how prism mm -hmm. was just released and they did a, a vertical color blast this year I, I remember seeing the tom brady downtown and i loved how it made tampa look so i really to me that was the coolest thing so check it out. Something I added to the PC right there, baby. Ooh. Got a, a Rob Gronkowski optic laser downtown. And it has that nice like 90s throwback look. It actually reminds me of Rob Gronkowski in a club in Miami. That's how, <laughs> you know, like that is actually his personality to be in a club raging. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's pretty much. It's pretty accurate. You probably even have the parrot with him too. Mm. Dude, you know what's crazy? This is unrelated, but this is this guy reminds me a bit of uh, of Rob Gronkowski. It's not an athlete. Well, not really an athlete, but he should have his own cards. I was in Starbucks uh, the other day, and uh, I, you know, th there's like the stand up table where you wait to get your drink, and I was there, and it's a long table, and so I'm there, 
and the table's moving a little bit because someone on the other end is is there. So I look up and it's this good looking, really uh, strong young guy with his really beautiful model girlfriend. And guess who it is? Uh, Tom Brady? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I said young guy. I mean, Tom Brady still looks pretty young. I, was just like... I mean, he looks young. No, it was Logan Paul and his fiance. And I was like, oh, shit, Logan Paul and his fiance right there at the Starbucks. And it was just uh, super random. But obviously, he's someone where he's turning into more of an athlete with his wrestling career. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be a sports card of Logan Paul if there's not one already, just because he's turning into such an A-lister. Yeah, and he, and he was the guy that was getting into all the Gen 1, Edition 1 Pokemon cards. He had, like, I mean, just spending crazy money. I think he was, like, um, I think he was at the National maybe wearing, like, uh, the 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 Charizard Generation 1 around, the, like, on a gold chain, just, just kind of out there, like, doing all kinds of crazy uh, celebrity stunts and stuff. Yeah, that guy's an interesting personality for sure. So what's uh who do you have for the Super Bowl though? Just going into sports, taking the Bucks fandom aside, who, who's winning the Super Bowl in your estimation, or what are the experts saying? Oh, good lord. Well, I would tell you the consensus seems to be from our Discord server, guys like uh Kadon Salters there, Filthy C, you know, uh guys that I know study this this sport day in and day out. They think it's gonna be Buffalo San Fran. Um actually Kadon thinks it's gonna be browns rams there's a lot of buffalo mm. san fran that's what carter's take was earlier i went with a totally like obscure take that the texans are going to continue to run hot i saw you out there earlier joel garza <laughs> long time no see uh the texans are going to continue to run hot here i mean it's think about it there's been no breaks for them you know, C.J. Stroud had to miss like extended couple weeks with a concussion. They've they've one of the most injured teams this year, but the guy is just a natural leader. He's so composed. You got first year head coach in D'Amico Ryan's. I mean, that guy's a stud, and this team has just got a lot of playmakers on it. And I think they could continue this Cinderella story, and uh, that would be huge for the hobby uh, and the sports, just because he's a he's a rookie quarterback. Um, and then I would love to see the Lions. So my crazy, uh, <laughs> crazy take was Texans Lions. It would be the most obscure Super Bowl, but I think it would be an incredible story, and it would just create so much hype, man. Because you know, if you think about both of those franchises not having a ring, and then also with a CJ being a rookie quarterback, I, I just think that would be huge, man. That'd be like the lowest ratings ever. It just sounds horrible. Oh no! <laughs> it's like, the ratings would the ratings would be sky high. I mean, it. Would, I I think it would been be. in Detroit now. I, I don't think the ratings would be good. So I don't know if you followed the ratings at all, but it's interesting. We've had a, a, quite a few guys following just viewership ratings throughout the year. And when the 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 MLB World Series was going on, there was more um, viewers of Monday Night Football of like the Vikings. Uh, I can't remember who they're playing, like the Bears, I think maybe, uh, versus then than there was for the ALCS championship game. I mean, it's 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 crazy. That's it's something baseball's like boring. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, just they, that's, that's just like comparing, like, you know, this watching static, like watching one of those channels that you don't get, just the static versus a baseball game. Here's the thing that's a bad comparison because our attention span is so short. 
And back in like 1910, when baseball was great, there was no CGI. There was no good competition in terms of our viewership. So baseball, when every four minutes someone moves, that was actually exciting. And now in 2024, we have Avengers and we have Avatar and we have like 4K theaters and we have all this stuff on on TikTok and Instagram where you have all these things going. And now baseball seems like the slowest thing imaginable. So I, I just expect that to happen regardless of what football teams are playing. And there's like a couple hundred games, right? So you got games every day. And and I think the same thing about basketball. Maybe basketball is a little bit faster pace. You know, it's a bigger ball. You got this giant ball in basketball. And it is fun, so the, like the moves and stuff those guys do. Uh, you got smaller teams, right? And it's a global sport. I know that's why a lot of people back in, in 2020, and, and and you were one of those that talked about how basketball was was the number one sport in sports cards. But you fast forward to today, we actually see uh, a more a higher variety of players. So a, a higher number of players throughout the football season spiking up and down in, in value, like actual sports card value. I've been able to point this out every single week in my videos. Um, and it, it's like a roller coaster, man, because one week they go off, the next week they don't or they get injured. Something happens. Another guy goes off. But um, we, we've seen this time in, and, and then you look at the viewership. I mean, even compared to NBA, man, I think NFL is getting just tens of, of millions of more views on average. Uh, and I think that it's because they got the right level of scarcity. You know, when the game is on, it, it's explosive. Yeah. It's exciting. You got things like NFL red zone with no commercial breaks, seven hours of no commercial breaks, even though this, that was, uh, this past Sunday was the last one till next year but i mean it's it's exciting and it's like the right blend of scarcity um plus explosiveness and and just a, a you know a team sizes and everything kind of go together i think it makes it um truly um, america's pastime i mean look i'm a big I, I can watch football i can watch other teams just because football is physical and you, as long as there's a good matchup it's fun but you're right when it's Sunday, you know it's for football. And now they've spread it out to a couple Saturday games. You have a Monday, you have a Thursday. Uh, then you have the uh, the overseas game. So there's a game first thing in the morning. But they've done a good job spreading it out. But either way, you know the weekend is for football. That's the thing with basketball. Like you said, it's just if a player does well, you can't really move a card because they're going to play the next night and have an average game. But in football, you have a whole week to absorb the injury or absorb the performance and then to adjust. And if they do, if they have like three, like uh, uh, CJ Stroud, if he has two 400 yard games back to back, you got 14 days of people talking about, is he the real deal before he has another chance to maybe have a mediocre game? So I, I think it's cool that way. And it, it makes you appreciate every week. So, and we got one extra week, but it doesn't really, it doesn't make it like so uh, common. You know, we have a 17th, uh, game or, or like 17th week, no 17th game, 18th week, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, a bye week for every team, so yeah, they got 17 games, 18 weeks now. So they got these flex games. So you know, we've had uh, we've had a lot of a lot more Sunday morning games this year. We've had a lot more Saturday games. Um, that, and they, that's really the the extent of what they've extended it up to. Uh, but I think this is the new normal for the NFL. It's pretty cool. 
I will say this. I love hockey. Hockey is fun to watch. It's the best sport to be in attendance because the arena is not very big. It's, what, 20,000 or so. It's electric. You hear the hits when the goals happen. I know this is a football channel, but I will say going to a hockey game live, especially growing up in Tampa where they've done a great job with their franchise, that is the best because you don't have to have a good seat to have a great time. In football, the, the seats, you get, you have nosebleed seats, and then you're looking at the screen. But when you're live at a hockey game, I will say, if you've just never been, go to a hockey game. More than likely, the tickets are pretty cheap. Go for a good matchup to see uh, whatever the visiting team is, if it's a good uh, rivalry and or it's a playoff game, and that's a fun time too. So I just want to give hockey its due because I'm going to diss uh, baseball because there's 400 games a year. Basketball has 80-something. But hockey, even though there's a lot of games – that's a fun sport. I was I was called out on stream uh, last week. I think it was by Carter. He wanted to know if I even knew four uh, Tampa Bay Lightning players, past or present. I got Vinny LeCavier right, but I could not remember the other guys. And then some guys uh, helped me out in the chat uh, about Stamkos and the other guys. And Kucherov, I'll say Braden Points, Headman, yeah. T- TV TV hockey is 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 brutal. But I, I will agree with you at the arena. If you're at the arena, especially in Tampa, where they have the giant electric Tesla coil, you know, mm. going. I mean, you got guys being slammed into the plexiglass. It's fast paced, you know, short quarters. And you're like, just, you know, you're quarters. keeping up. <laughs> uh, and they got that giant Tesla coil going off up there. It's pretty cool, man. I like the Ice Palace. Yeah, man. And the way the Bucks have the, the cannons going off when you're in the red zone and having the lightning with the coils going off and just the big the big buzzer every time there's a home goal. And just and because it's rare, talking about scarcity, you don't have 49 points like it, like in basketball. You can't really celebrate each layup or dunk or shot unless it, it beats the shot clock or it's you know from the half uh, half court or something. But in hockey, you got three goals, maybe four goals a game. So each goal you're celebrating. In football, you might only have three touchdowns a game. And so you're celebrating a touchdown. But anyway, you know, we, we can digress. Yeah, yeah, we can digress. Uh, I mean, uh, I'll bring it back to to what we're what we're doing here tonight. Um, you know, so you were instrumental in helping me get my my YouTube channel started uh, in terms of, of you know, kind of teaching me how to make a YouTube video, um, helping introduce me to all the various softwares and the various techniques. And and just like, dude, you sound like a, a robot, man, like try and f- figure out how to make the camera your friend. So you sound a little bit more natural. Uh, that was a challenge for me. It was very odd at first, not something I was very natural at. Um, so, you know, and and then also, like, am I doing the right thing by sticking with just one sport and, and like, really doubling down on one sport? You know, uh, sports cards are a fairly small niche in the begin- in the first place. So it's like if you, if you double down on sports cards and one sport, can you sustain that year round? And um, you helped me with that. I mean, I, w- I was able to turn that into something year round and and we have really flourished and we found uh, content to make all year round, man. It has not been boring at all. So uh, what do you say to a guy like Thundering here who said uh, wants to know, uh, Brad, should I stick with one sport on my channel? Thunder sports cards. I'd have to look at your channel to see what you're after, what you're doing. What I, I, I 
I invested $1,500 into this course called uh, Video Creators by Tim Schmoyer in 2019. And this that was really big for me because that taught me how much launching a channel is just like launching a company where, like if you think of a channel on TV, Nickelodeon is sticking to its audience for kids. It has to fall under that umbrella. Same as ESPN. It has to fall. Everything has to fall under that umbrella. HBO is not going to be playing cartoons. HBO is going to do its thing. And I think with Andy earlier on, it was like, hey, should I get into this and this? What you did correctly is you stuck with what you loved because what you loved is football. And you could talk about football nonstop. You could tie it into fantasy, but it was so sustainable for you because you loved it because you're like i can live and breathe football but the second i talk about basketball and i know you're talking a bit about golf and you had uh an interest in golf cards back then but it's just it's either i'm this is where you go for golf and football and you could sustain that or it's just i go for football and maybe in the future i can do a one-off on golf or i could start a side channel or something like that but when, whatever channel you have, because it is an uphill battle if you're starting a channel or, or wanting to sustain it, it's be very clear who you are and who you're not and make sure it's it's very, uh, yeah, you articulate it and you uh, communicate your channel and who it's for very clearly so no one is guessing. Because when you have random stuff on your channel, people are like, oh, I don't know. I, don't know. It's, I, I, I can't tell if it's for me or not. And that means it's not for them. But when you're saying, I'm here for football cards only, People could say, all right, this is for me, or it's football and basketball only, and it's only vintage, or it's only uh, newer players, or it's only box breaks of football and basketball. Then it's easy for someone to say, oh, okay, this is for me, or it's not for me. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. You know right off the bat if you if you belong there, if it's something that you are interested in, I think that's the way to go, man. Double down, thundering. Uh, I, do, I do like your channel. He's a new YouTuber. Uh, just grinding the videos with his grandson. So mad respect to that. Keep grinding, thundering. Um, Card Vibe. I'm going to throw a curveball at you, man. Card Vibe said a few uh, minutes ago, have you ever had the Bobby sandwich from Capriotis? Let's, let's talk food here. I, I have no clue where Capriotis is. I'm guessing it's some bougie L.A. sandwich shop. Brad, do you know what this is? I mean, yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I don't eat many sandwiches. I, I just drink green smoothies and, and I, I don't even have my cake the way I used to back in the day. Like, I mean, I got off of uh, I was there was like a period where I was eating really healthy. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I could just go without my cake and my cupcakes and all of my desserts. I just went without it. And so now it's even rare for me to indulge on my sweets the way I did before. But uh, I'm going to have to look it up because if it's one of those when in L.A., you've got to have type of things, then. I'll at least look it up and maybe I'll take a hinge date or a blush date uh, to Capriotis and treat her to the Bobby sandwich. Unless she thinks that's like code for something inappropriate. <laughs> I'll give you that Bobby sandwich, if you know what I mean. Just make sure you have a safe word, man. Make sure you have a yeah. safe word. Uh, uh, loving, loving all these questions here. Uh, so we got one. I start up a couple questions now. Of course, guys, the super chat is open. You force my hand. If you go to it, um, if you if you super chat, I'll have to go directly to it. Michael Stone says, 
if he remembers correctly, wasn't Andy the king of Starstock? There was, yeah, oh yeah, I, I crushed it on Starstock going back to 2020. I mean, it was, couldn't go wrong, right? I mean, Alan Robinson is he's just dust now. I mean, I, I was selling his base raw prism rookie cards for like 25 30 dollars a pop, and I was buying them for two or three. I mean, weird. I was just smashing it on Starstock in the beginning, buying raw cards off of Beckett Marketplace and eBay and just sub oh. submitting them in when they started up, man. Beckett um, Marketplace. Oh, man. Yeah, the that's, good old Beckett Marketplace dude, days. Before I even knew what a what a prism silver was or, you know, sometimes I wouldn't even get the actual rookie card of the player, man. <laughs> dude, it was so funny, man, because I started with Comp C and I'm like, holy crap com c and then you jump to star stock and it's just so funny hearing these names now because i mean i still have a lot of cards on com c and i got the occasional sale which is cool but it's just funny how it was beckett marketplace which was this like little nook of deals of like low-end deals of just five dollar rookies four dollar inserts whatever that were worth twelve dollars you know nine dollars whatever and uh that quickly dried up in 2020 and then uh star stock man that brings back memories too yeah it was um what was it Ho hobby exchange something one of you guys will have to know but yeah star stock recently sold and has been acquired i still have a ton of stuff at star stock that i did not get i basically prioritized and said okay all these star stock b jalen hurts rated rookies let me get those Submitted a few of them to PSA, oddly enough, Brad. 50% came back 10s, 50% 9s. I didn't even really pre-grade them uh, that well. So that that was, you know, that turned out well. Um, but uh, yeah, and I got a, I got some other boxes I had there. I had all kinds of stuff, but their their shipping backlog was so long after the, you know, they, you know, the thing is they didn't evolve. You know, they, you know, Com C takes actual scans and photos of cards, and that's where Starstock needed to take the next step and do that. Um, but they 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 declined to take that step, and 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 the um the I guess the reward wasn't like the overhead to do that wasn't going to be worth the reward. So you know the now they're um they've sold, and uh, yeah, Collectors Exchange I think it I think it is that owns them now. But ComC is still doing great, and like you said, you still have sales on there. I still buy sales on there. We still do like live ComC sniping before games and stuff. And it's the best way to make the quick flips, especially with the cards being listed on eBay. It's like, yeah. how can you go wrong? You get all those eBay eyeballs at the same time. And, you know, you never have to take physical possession. And then now, Brad, you can actually uh, reprocess your card as elite and they'll take the high definition uh, photography where it, sh it highlights the silver prism and the refraction instead of just having a scan. It's only two mm -hmm. bucks. Uh, so they've really stepped up their game. They've added new grading companies. They've added a new integration with eBay. They've got an app now. So they're continuing to evolve. Uh, and it's it's like one of the, I think, the top go-to platforms outside of eBay to really flip cards. And, and I mean, I, I go go back to one of my earliest videos. Comp C, even if it's not the platform for you, it is great for learning about the hobby because you could just sort through year after year look through the different sets you can really understand oh, okay so now i see base and now i see the order of scarcity going down to black and gold and all this stuff and it was just a great way to find these gems because it was it was organized i'm a very uh left-brained uh systematic person so it was very 
dialed in for the way I think, which is just, okay, let's start with this parameter and then filter here and then filter, we could filter by player or this. It was, uh, I looked at it like going down Home Depot, right? Home Depot is just like this, this giant place. It's not necessarily fun, but all the screws are here, all the, you know, the lumber and all the faucets are there, all the different paint is here. And Starstock was like the Apple store where it's like, it's cool and edgy and new and it has a good aesthetic, but just doesn't offer what Comp C had. So it's like you get one side that's really aesthetically pleasing and the other side that's incredibly functional. So if you're starting in, in sports cards and you just want to learn, I just think th uh, Comp C is one of the best places to create an account and just look at all the different cards, the different varieties and, and uh, parallels. And then just discover, like I remember buying one of the last cards I bought on Comp C was a Marilyn Monroe, like 1908 or 19, I guess not that old, 1956 or whatever Marilyn Monroe card. And I would never have found it otherwise, but I thought, hey, for 80 bucks or 90 bucks, this has got to be scarce. And she's at least iconic enough to, to last another 50 years. I don't think she's going to be forgotten about uh, for another 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. So I was like, hey, where else would I discover that? Yeah, man. Make, make a play. Make a play. Shout out to Rage508 here. He remembers when I was uh, at the stadium during the Super Bowl, uh, I, gave, <laughs> I gave out some rookie cards to some random strangers, did some short little interviews. That was a video uh, I did back in the day. Yeah, appreciate that, Rage. Yeah, he's an, he's an OG. And Diamond Dog, woo, 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 woo. He appreciates the correlation between fantasy and football cards. It was a game changer for him this season. He'll be riding with the quest in the next year. Appreciate that. And um, so, Brad, the past year, you have not created sports card content for a year. Still got the PC, got some cards. So it's not like uh, you've gone too far away from the hobby. Um, tell, tell us what you've been up to in the past year, man. I want to know what you've been up to. Yeah, man. Well, it's it's cool because I get to look on social media to, to see the big news, all the scams, all the all the drama that, uh, you know, filters all the way down to Instagram. And then I'll see like uh, Jeff Wilson, sports card investor, breaking news, fanatics does this or, uh, you know, card porn is uh, is going to jail or some crazy stuff. Where I'm like, man, what is going on here? So it's it's been cool to be on the sidelines seeing what's up from afar but it was really in the last october last november where i was thinking hey you know what direction do i really want to go with my career and and um because you know i i'd had different entrepreneurial ventures different jobs i've been coaching for a while and when i launched card life some of you guys were a part of card life that was a community for card collectors to come together and talk about things other than cards just hey most of us are guys um, and, I, and women were welcome as well, but most of us were guys and it was just, hey, talking about life, talking about uh, sports, talking about meeting up and just different things. And it was held on a platform called Mighty Networks, which I really loved because uh, we could have live Zoom events. We could have um, other guys interacting. I think that was one of the things I really missed with YouTube is it was cool to see you guys in the comment section. But then there wasn't really a way for for you guys in the comment section to really uh, meet one another just because YouTube's not set up that way. And Instagram, yeah, you have a little bit of ways to DM, but it wasn't really collaborative. And so uh, last November, last December, I started talking to an entrepreneur in Utah who actually 
is an investor in cards and coffee in Salt Lake City, but a really generous dude. I, in fact, I had him on the live stream. His name's Jimmy Rex, really good dude, a very philanthropic, very successful. And I uh, started talking to him about uh, opening a business with him around men's health. And so I'd, uh, you know, years ago, I got prescribed TRT or testosterone replacement therapy because I was low, even though I was being healthy. And it was the biggest life changer ever. So it was like, holy crap, I go from depressed and, you know, just life sucks and is hard to I feel 25 again. And I wanted, you know, a way to innovate on that space. And so fast forward a couple months, he introduced me to a couple guys in Salt Lake City that were doing this. And we started talking and uh, they said, hey, timing's not right, but we'll keep you um in mind, we're going to be expanding. Let's talk later. I ended up uh, over summer partnering with a top health coach in LA. Talked to him about, you know, hey, I, I have a, a passion for anti-aging, longevity. I've made so many mistakes in my life that if I can live an extra 20 years, it's kind of like going back in time because we don't have time machines just yet. But if I could live longer, then Hey, maybe I could be on hinge in my 50s and 60s. And it's the same as being on hinge in my 30s. And so uh, we started a, a company called Empower Men. Uh, some of you guys that follow me on my Instagram may, may have seen it, but the premise is to help the everyday busy man uh, achieve and afford optimal health. And so we've constructed it since summer. And the idea is just, hey, there's a lot of guys out there, maybe in the hobby, but definitely out there in the world that uh, we're in the US that, you know, their fathers, their husbands, their loving parents, but uh, their health is not in a great space. And, you know, from a few people in the hobby that I've heard die from heart attacks and die from things that are preventative, I was like, you know what, there's got to be a way to just help these guys get in better shape so they could be better fathers, better husbands, and do it in a way that is in a group setting with other men and also help them afford this because a lot of these health protocols are really expensive. And so it's been a, a, a six month journey piecing this business together. But in November, this guy right right here was one of our, our guinea pigs, one of our case studies. You see the, the sweat in the armpits right there. Sweat and the under the armpits <laughs> to prove it. You see that? Yeah. That's proof right there, guys. Yeah. And so this guy, so um, you were one of our guinea pigs. I said, hey, Andy, do you know anyone who would like to go through the holiday season with us and give us feedback on our our program and it's a 90-day program and a, a online community and we're going to be coaching you you're going to meet other men and uh, you just got to show up and and uh yeah tell us a little bit about what happened uh on november 1st yeah man so this this is exciting guys because brad reached out to me uh to to beta test you know his his new business here um with his business partner gil and you know i Guys, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I, you know, I didn't really feel like I wanted to uh, make a change because I'm very set in my ways. I'm very stubborn, but at the same time, I knew I need to make a change. Honestly, you know, it's pretty deep stuff. But um, you know, look, let's be real. I've got two young children. You know, one of them is going to be a teenager in just a couple of years. It's the most critical years of their life, uh, and so I got to do whatever I can, like seriously, uh, to increase my chances of being around for them and in good health when they're going through those most critical years of their life, you know, um, as, as, a, as a best father as I can and a husband to my wife and help her out more as well. So, you know, not that I wasn't doing all those things before, but 
you know, balancing all those things and dealing with a lot of the issues I was dealing with from, you know, just from mood swings, uh, due, primarily due to lack of energy. Guys, you guys will know, but I'm going to I'm going to share with you something real quick. Um, let's kind of share the with the P. Is it time to share with them my topless photos so they could see the transformation? Show the topless. So, uh, if you have young kids around, cover <laughs> cover their eyes because you don't want to see this guy topless November first. And uh, I, I did want to address one comment. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm really cool with Dustin still I, because of Andy being part of a, this program. It was a great way to come on his channel and uh, naturally talk about what we've been up to. But hopefully, so, I'll be on a. Uh, join with Dustin at some point too. So this is the thing. I, I have not taken any TRT. I have not taken any supplements outside of uh, some B vitamins and some vitamin D3 or whatnot. Um, you know, that's it, you know, but what Brad and Gil have helped me do is make a few, there, there's a lot of nuances in there. And I'm going to talk about what's the most important thing about a power man once you see my transformation. So I started this in the beginning with them in the beginning of, of November. And so this is 60 days, guys. I've gone from 250 pounds to 210 pounds. I've lost 40 pounds of body fat because I've gotten stronger across the board. My energy has gone up. I'm able to do more throughout my day now with less stimulants uh, that, I, that I was previously consuming. I'm not on any type of testosterone replacement. Uh, so, and I, I'll tell you what, man, the most, the, 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 the biggest thing about empowerment and what you guys are doing, I, I'm, I kid you not, man, is the accountability. You know, I, I like to consider myself a pretty smart guy. I can work out my own meal plan. I knew I need to quit, you know, drinking as much alcohol. I knew I need to eat, stop eating ice cream before I go to bed. You know, I know basic things like that. I know I need to start exercising. But what you guys really do is offer the accountability. Of course, you develop meal plans and workout plans and all that stuff's good. But like I'm saying, most people can figure that stuff out by using Google or whatever. But what you guys offer is accountability, man. So every week I get on a Zoom call. Uh, they, they host a couple per week. I get on a Zoom call with these guys and they hold me accountable. If I say I'm going to eat healthy and work out, they're going to hold me accountable to that. And so I've got skin in the game. They've got skin in the game because they're holding, they're spending their time to hold me accountable and help me set these goals. And then I, I show up to the call. And the thing is, if you're going to show up to this call, you're, you're not going to want to show up to the call and, and not have, have done anything or made any progress or, or, or stayed accountable. So you're either going to get results or you're going to realize that, you know, maybe you obviously don't want it. I mean, Brad, I mean, I, in my in my, in my opinion, that's kind of like it in a nutshell, man. I mean, the accountability factor is huge. And plus, it helps that you guys are literally experts in these fields of, of health and fitness and finance, yourself and finance as well. And, and you've been there. You've gone from being overweight. You've gone to being absolutely shredded. Uh, and, and you've seen a lot of the strategies in, in between there. So, yeah, uh, well, I appreciate it. And a lot of people congratulating you. The thing is, Andy did this work from November 1st up until now. So I just want to mention the day after Halloween, he went through Thanksgiving. He went through his birthday. He went through Christmas. He went through New Year. And this guy, like when he puts his mind to something, he does it. 
And all we do is we help facilitate it. So it's been really cool because not everyone has the best environment, whether and maybe like maybe for some of you guys, it's you're spending too much on gambling on sports cards or gambling somewhere. But if you're in the environment of gambling, it's going to be very tough. But when you're in an environment of no, 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 we're not doing this, whether it's AA or or a church group or anything like that, when you put yourself in an environment of no, 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 the standards higher. We don't do that. We we operate this way. All of a sudden, you're then nudged into the right direction. But um, yeah, incredible work, Andy. And then there's other guys who have who have also done great work that are right. We're inspired by Andy's example. And uh, and you did a three day fast. Who who in here said they did a four? Uh, Michael uh, Hamm, Mike ending Hamm. a forty eight yeah. hour fast. Yeah. So I, the thing is, like part part of the part of the program, like Brad and and Gil motivated me to get my blood work, find out, and I found out like I was actually in pre pre diabetic ranges uh with my blood sugar and like and that was a direct correlation to why i was crashing every afternoon after i'd eat my massive lunch so there's been a lot of like nuanced changes that i've made in there and these guys have helped me get to that but then the accountability has been massive um so i mean but th those are things that i never like guys I, i'm the kind of guy who lives off the the land like off the you know I haven't, I haven't really been to a doctor at, at all since, uh, you know, probably I was a teenager. So, you know, finally uh, addressing some of these these um, health concerns. So, um, yeah, it's it's been huge, man. It's been it's been really huge. I feel 10 times better today, lighter, less like I don't have any more chronic lower back pain. Um, I'm way more energetic. Uh, like I said, I don't even really feel like I need to drink coffee, especially at, into the afternoon. I was definitely having an energy drink other every single afternoon, plus additional stimulants and stuff. And now my body's just like starting to really function normally. And we're only at 60 days, dude, 60 days on your program. And without any testosterone placement, I did do a 72 hour water fast in there as well. And so, um, you know. Uh, a lot of this stuff is, is all like, you know, kind of nuance in there week to week that Brad and Gil have helped me with. And, and then they've held me accountable to those things that I said I was going to do. So it, that's, I mean, uh, the results have been the best results. I see somebody in here ask how much I weighed when I started my channel. I think that was uh, Al that asked that. Um, so when I started my channel, I was probably like, around 200 pounds you know i was like a normal i think a healthy weight for me is like 185 i was maybe a little bit overweight uh, after i had my son our, our second child um I, I, he was about a year year and a, a couple months old when i started uh the youtube channel and by that point i was pro i probably you know was like you know 15 20 pounds overweight um but yeah it was a combination of, of covid and and just getting older but you know i've always I've always struggled with my weight. Like I was a skinny fat kid as a teenager. Um, you know, Brad and I mentioned we tried out for football. I mean, our fitness was just not up to par. We, we couldn't hang. Man. That was a rude awakening. <laughs> I, I could throw a decent spiral and Brad could run a decent route, but we couldn't hang with the, all the drill, the suicide sprints and the laps around. Like we, we were gassed after the initial laps around the, the football field, you know, and then they wanted to just get going. And so that I got knocked unconscious. <laughs> I got knocked unconscious twice in the first uh, two weeks. Uh, they put me on defense running scrimmage plays 
And I just I was like, well, there's a quarterback. He's sneaking the ball. I see him. I got an open lane. I'm going to go tackle him. And then this running back comes from the side and just levels me, just destroys me. And I wake up on the ground. And so it was a couple of those. And I was like, I don't think this is for me. Maybe we should just collect the cards with them on it. Maybe that's a better move. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So that was uh, so. So I've always, you know, struggled, struggled with my weight. You know, I was I, I ballooned up to 250 pounds whenever I was like 20 years old. Uh, and it was a lot easier for me to. Um, at the time it was pretty easy. I should say it's pretty, it was pretty easy for me to get that off. I think it took me like a year and a half. Um, but now I look and I'm like 60 days and I've already lost 40 pounds on y'all's program. And so I feel like I'm going to achieve even better results at almost twice the age. And then, and it's because of you guys have debunked a lot of the science around, uh, you know, optimizing what you eat and when you eat. You've also debunked a lot of the uh, science and you looked at all the recent peer reviewed literature around how to work out and when to work out and how, you know, the frequency and all that kind of stuff and how much cardio and this and that, which, you know, I hate to tell you guys, but I don't do a whole lot of cardio. I run maybe a couple of times a week just because I want to do that for my, my lungs and, and like my overall heart health. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, so the biggest thing, I'll go back to it, man, is the accountability. That is the number one thing that you guys do, uh, Brad, that I am stoked about. Well, uh, I mean, you know, like for one, yeah, again, you did the work. My partner, Gil, is the health coach. He's been on Men's Health Magazine. He's the one that knows all that stuff. I'm just like, I, I see a couple comments in there about intermittent fasting. I love intermittent fasting. I get to eat a, a lot of calories, a lot of food in a small window, and every day is Thanksgiving. Um, but it, it's something where, um, you know, that's what works for me. And we're, we're just there to help men pro provide that environment for the guy out there who does not have that environment in their life. Cause it's easy when you have the environment It's really tough when you don't, when you have the environment, you have accountability built in, you have the nudging of, of what to do that's right for you. And there's also other guys like one of Andy's friends who also joined, who did not really he wasn't as committed. He, he did not really care. And so Andy was at the point where he's like, I got to turn this around. And some other guys are like, I don't need to turn it around just yet. So I know it's the beginning of the year and whatever New Year's resolutions or goals you have, uh, just understand the information is very easy to access for most things. It's really implementing the habits, really getting accountable. Uh, we have our book of the month, Atomic Habits. If you've not read Atomic Habits, it's a game changer because it's just a great book for implementing change. And so, uh, we, you know, that's something we share with our men. And, um, you know, just one announcement is that we'll be sponsoring this channel because we want more guys like Andy that are committed to turning their health around, turning their finances around, just being better fathers, being better husbands. And you know if it's right for you, you know uh, if that's something that you're ready for or if you need. And uh, if so, then, you know, talk to Andy and uh, we're happy to work with you and help you the way that we've helped him. But again, we, we only go so far. We, you know, and someone like Andy just takes the baton and, and runs. So if that's the help you need, we're happy to provide it. Um, but we're going to be sponsoring the channel and, and uh, sharing more of that. And then hopefully you could share some of your updates. Hopefully you guys are open to the occasional progress pick. Uh, maybe Andy will uh, warn you guys ahead of time so you're not overwhelmed by nipple hair. But, um, you know, you know, it, the nipple hair yeah. gets less uh, obvious when there's lines down the stomach to look at. 
When, when I get when I get shredded, uh, so I see someone's asking me my target weight. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this thing going. Probably 180, uh, 175. We'll see. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. You know, obviously I'm on your your beta test for at least another 90 days, and um, I'm excited because I put a link in the description. So thank you, Brad, for sponsoring the Football Card Quest, part of the NoOffseason.com Sports Card Network. Uh, and so as part of that, we have a special link if you guys want to join the health and fitness movement with Brad and myself. It's in the description. I'm going to post it in the chat. Um, this also, like I'll, I'll tell you right now, guys, uh, so one thing within Mighty Networks, what Brad is doing, um, if if any of you guys join from the football card quest or from the, the sports card YouTube community, uh, not only use our special link, but um, but also we're going to be doing uh, an additional private live stream with just you guys just to hang out, talk, you know, cards, life, fitness, whatever it is. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to be sharing you guys uh, my my uh, progress as we go through this probably once a month or something like that or on demand if you want to know about it. Um, definitely. I'm always available through the, our discord server for our premium members. Um, I've got an even, uh, I've got a different link. If you guys are a premium member of the football card quest, um, I've got a different link even that, that I'm going to share with you guys there that you guys can get access to empower men as well as the little football card quest, uh, community within that. So, uh, very excited, man. Very excited. My sleep is better, right? My waking energy is better. Um, so the wife is definitely happier and so are the kids because I'm able to keep up with them. You know, I couldn't even do a single pull-up when we started this, Brad. I did five pull-ups last week. Um, you know, I was I'll just weak. I, I couldn't even run to the end of my street without getting totally gassed and winded, knee pain, back pain, the whole nine yards. And uh, just last week, I actually ran three and a half miles in 36 minutes. So uh, first 5K. And like, man, it's I can't tell you. Uh, how thankful I am for Empower Men and what you guys have held me accountable to. And so now I'm like, I'm looking at the the sky's the limit, man. So I'm seeing how how far we can take this um, this health and fitness thing and uh, tackling all of my health issues head on so that I can be the best uh, YouTuber for everybody out there in the Football Card Quest community, be the best father and, and husband to my family. And, um, yeah, I got, got to take care of my, my day J O B too. So, you know, I had all the excuses in the world, guys, full-time job, wife, two young kids, uh, YouTube channel on the side that is flourishing. And I, I mean, I, I grind, I bust ass every day, man. Um, and so, you know, it, it was just a matter of optimizing what I, what I was doing during the day and Brad and Gil, the guys, other, the other guys that empower men, that's the other cool thing, man. It's a, it's a community just like we have in the discord, you know, it's, it's a community. So I get to talk to these guys every week and we get to talk about health and fitness stuff and what we're going through and the struggles we're having and uh, the, the success that we're having. And so it keeps that keeps you accountable as well. Um, and it's a lot of fun, man, because it's, it's, you know, seriously, it is like super important uh, just in the big scheme of things. Yeah, man. Well, you've done a great job. I appreciate you all listening to that. Uh, I just know that as cool as cards is and any other hobby, it only comes it's only great when your health is good. So I, I just hope no one is prioritizing 
anything, sports, fantasy football, cards, anything else above your health because, you know, a healthy person has 100 wishes, a sick person only has one. And when you hear of someone having a heart attack and it was something prevented, uh, something that they could have prevented, it's always like, man, if only, you know, you just turn things around before you would have been able to walk your kid down the aisle or been there for graduation. And I know this is heavy for a card channel, but really, you know, the ability to watch sports and collect cards and to talk about this is a luxury. And if we take care of our health, we'll be able to do it a lot longer. So uh, good luck with your New Year's resolutions. Really um, don't lean on the motivation. Motivation just gets you started. The habits, the environment, that's what keeps you going. And so uh, happy to uh, invite you to our environment and uh, hang out with Andy longer if that's something. But regardless, you'll see our messaging uh, ongoing because we're going to support the channel. Uh, we want to support guys like Andy and then, um, you know, whoever we're meant to impact, we're meant to impact. And maybe I'll be uh, on the occasional live stream with Andy and maybe Dustin and some other guys in the near future. But just happy to share that with you and congratulate Andy for uh, everything he's done. I appreciate that, Brad. And uh, yeah, thanks again for sponsoring the channel, man. Uh, and looking forward to to hopefully connecting with some guys that are are uh, ready to to make a change or just join the the community and and stay accountable uh, with their health and fitness goals as well. Uh, so yeah, before I let you go though, man, back back to football, we got to get a bold. Whoops, uh, there's a nip slip. Uh, <laughs> Look at that hair. <laughs> one one more uh one more time for the nip slip that one's for Kadon right there but uh let me let me get a only, super bowl dude, your only fans uh you're, you're ruining it for your only fans account man you can't give away the good stuff for free this was the image i meant to this was the mention the image i meant to pull up man uh so i don't know if i got your your super bowl prediction from you earlier uh, we got off to on quite a few tangents there, man. So before I let you get out of here, give me your Super Bowl prediction. Okay, well, the, either the Eagles or the Bucks are not better than the Niners. So I, I'm already looking at the Niners. Let's see, Niners versus I. Oh man, that's tough. Cowboys could win. Rams are hot right now. I'm still going to go Niners in the NFC, and then I. I'd like to see, I'd like to see the Dolphins for some reason. I think it would be cool to see Tyreek Hill and Tua, and it's been a while since Miami's been relevant in that way. And even though I, I mean, there's better teams to root for in terms of like, all right, Buffalo, it would be good, and, and Houston. I'm gonna go with Niners and Miami. Niners in Miami. Okay, that's that's pretty interesting, man. And yeah. I, I like Miami. those franchises too, because I'm thinking Steve Young, Dan Marino. I'm thinking back. I'm thinking of that Hootie and the Blowfish song, "Only Want to Be with You" in the music video. Dan Marino's throwing Hootie the ball. I don't know why that popped in my head, but <laughs> that's one of my uh, associations with the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, the Miami's got a lot. They're they're struggling with a lot of injuries right now, especially on defense, which could definitely affect their performance against KC but KC has been slipping all year in and out of of gear so we'll see if they they got it together this weekend um that young rookie Rashi Rice has really stepped up for them a big time on offense so expect him guys look out for him and um yeah speaking of that Steve and I will be live tomorrow night to do some wild card sniping and break down a lot of advanced analytics in fantasy football 
that uh, carry over to sports cards and see what kind of trouble we can get into on eBay and Com C. So uh, and and underdog fantasy for that matter as well. So I appreciate that, Brad. I am going to um, I'm going to drop your Empower Men link in the chat and and also it's in the description. And uh, I'm going to also drop our Empower Men link for the Football Card Quest Premium members over on Patreon and Discord. So um, appreciate you you joining me tonight, Brad. And uh, man, once again, thank you for all that you've you know done for me uh, in terms of the, the hobby and the, the football card channel. And now helping me get healthy and fit, baby. Let's go. That's it, man. My pleasure. My bladder is about to explode. So whatever your your bets are, your wagers, I, I technically, if Andy ends this, I've lasted the entire show, but that uh, that entire smoothie's gone. So I'm squirming right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's our cue. We're out. Great <laughs> See seeing you. Thanks so much. Peace. <laughs>